Man, young adults, are you excited to be here tonight? Yes. Come, come on. I will say, it is really sweet. Thank you. It is really sweet to see your guys' faces on this side instead of usually sit back there so I see the back of everybody's heads. But it's nice to be on this side. And before we get started, can we give it up for the young adult staff one more time, please? Can we give it up for the young adult staff? It's been such a blessing to me for, for them and their leadership as, uh, as we have been led by them this entire, this entire year. And that's been so sweet to me. And I know it's been sweet to a lot of us in this and encouraged by by their message. Well, I know that we're all kind of in a different spot in, in life right now, and one of the things that I go back to is the stress of school. And I know that a lot of you are feeling that right now. You're feeling the stress of school, the, the anxiety, the, I mean, I gotta get all this stuff done, the test, they're coming up quick. And I know for a lot of us in here too, it's the, it's the work, man. You're, you're still working hard, you're, you're grinding, you're getting after it. Um, and so I wanna start off with a little story and whenever I was in, in college, I was probably about 20, 21 years old at this point, and it was a summer class, terrible. I did not like it. And to make it even worse, it was a summer class that was at 7 a.m. in the morning every single day, Monday through Friday. Worst class, don't ever do that. If you're signed up for one, drop it immediately because that was, that was terrible. Um, so in this class, though, I wasn't doing that great. Okay, I don't really remember what my grade was, but there was extra credit. And uh, with this extra credit, um, I shot my hand up. I shot my hand up as fast as I could because there was two spots. There was only two spots to get this extra credit. And with this extra credit, I was like, I need this. I need it real bad. But some of my exercise science, science majors in here are gonna understand this. It was the worst thing that I could have ever done because I had no idea what it was. It was a VO2 max test. And if you don't know what a VO2 max test is, also don't do that. Just like don't sign up for the 7 a.m. class, okay? So what they had to do was I showed up to class for this extra credit. It probably wasn't that much. And they had to take my vitals. They had to check um, to make sure my, my resting heart rate and my blood pressure was at normal um, so that the test, they knew what would happen after that. But they laid me on this, like, this table. Like it wasn't even like what you see at the doctor's office. It was just like a table. And I remember laying there and I was like, I'm panicked. Like, they were taking my, my uh, blood pressure and it was like skyrocketed. I mean, probably 140. Same with my heart rate, it was like almost 100. And they're like, we're just gonna have to guess at what your actual resting is. And I'm like, that's good because I'm so nervous. And so I get on this treadmill and a treadmill is fine. Like a treadmill is easy. Um, you put it on two speed, you start walking, like that's easy, right? Well, with this test, they plug your nose. So I already can't breathe out of one source of two. And then they put a tube in the other one, and then as the test goes on, you have to meet three requirements for said test. I can't even remember the other two, but I know that one of them was your max heart rate, and at the time it was 200. So imagine you're staring at a screen, you've got a tube in your mouth, your nose is plugged, and like every two minutes, the, it increases in speed, and it increases in, uh, incl in like, incline? Yeah, there we go. Um, and so, it's hard, let me just tell you. And you don't complete the test if you don't meet two of those requirements. And so watching it on the screen, just getting to 200, 200 um, beats per minute of my heart, that's terrifying in itself. And then at the end of it, they had a time to see how fast my heart rate got back down. And I just remember laying down. And that was not the best possible solution. Like I felt stunned and I knew that I was supposed to, to walk afterwards and kind of take deep breaths, but I was just like, nope, I'm just gonna lay here because this is awful. And so, 
what I want to relate this to is this is where so many of us are at right now in our walk with Christ. So many of our situations, man, you could be at, there's three parts to this. You could be where I was at laying on that table and you're stressed out, you're anxious, you're nervous about something that's not even happened yet and it's in the future. Maybe that's an internship, maybe that's a new job, maybe that's, I'm trying to figure out what's happening next and your heart rate's skyrocketing. You're anxious, you're nervous, you're worried. And then you could be in the midst of it where a lot of us are right now where you're like, man, my job is so hard, I've been doing it for so long and, or you're, at school and you're stressed out about, it's a go time. Like, I gotta study, I gotta get after this. I just, if I get past this, then we're good. And then there's some of us where like, we're just, we just don't know what to do. We're just stuck, we're stunned. We're feeling mediocre in our walk with Christ. And, and so if that's where you're at tonight, in one of those three spots, man, it's, it's hard. And I understand it, and tonight's message is all about how do we remain faithful and how do we remain continual in our endurance? Okay, and so before I get started and before I jump into this, I wanna pray before I read, read the, uh, the scripture um, so that way that we can be ready and in the right mindset because I want us to lay down anything that is stressing you out right now as you are where you're at in school or in work or, or kind of just in, in the middle ground. I wanna pray before we get into it. So dear God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for uh, this opportunity to be up here. Thank you. I pray that you would you would step me aside and that your word would be heard tonight. You would pierce through the hearts of these young girls tonight um, and whatever they need to hear, man, I just pray that you would speak to them. Whatever is said in your word, I pray that that is what is spoken to them tonight, Lord. And so we're so grateful for you and we're thankful for you. In your name I pray, amen. So we're gonna be in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. And so if you want to open your Bibles there, we're going to go ahead and get started. So in verse 24, it says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And so the first point, there is one main theme and then there is three sub points that I have for us tonight. And the first one is remain continual. Remain continual. And what I want to note about this is I want this to feel, I want you to write this down and if you're taking notes, remain continual, Remain continual in your faith. Remain continual in your walk with Christ. And what I want to note about the word continual is that it means without interruptions. And so I think a lot of us are in here and, and we're walking in, our, in our, our walk with Christ. And there's this thing that keeps getting after us. And what I want us to hear tonight when I go through each point that starts with remain continual is that without interruption, that is, is sin. Sin is always gonna be the thing that interrupts us from the path that we are on in following Christ. Sin is always gonna be the thing that interrupts us as we do these things. So I want you to be reminded as we go into the three points um, that are gonna be practical ways for us to, to continue in that endurance as we go through our daily lives. And so one of those things is, is conferences. I know there's a lot of us that have been on conferences or mission trips and with those, those are fantastic because you go on them, everything's great. 
everything's hyped up, everybody there is ready to go for the purpose of being there, and then as soon as you get back to where you are, I mean, how many of us feel the drift of that endurance from that? Like if you're at Kaleo and you're on that summer conference with that and you are going hard and coming back, it's, it seems hard because you feel like you're back and you're missing something. And, but what you're missing is that discipline. You're with and surrounded by people who are wanting to do the exact same thing as you. And so our first point today as we get into this is remain continual in discipline. Remain continual in discipline. So let's read verses 25 through 27 again. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. And I wanna stop right there because there's a funny story that I wanna relate this to because I don't think we understand how crazy athletes can be. I was talking to my man Colby down here uh, because he wrestles and I just wanted to know what it was like for him as he trained in college to do wrestling. And so here, here's some things that happen. So in wrestling, you cut weight already. Like the amount that like he has to cut for, from one day to the end of the week, an insane amount just of like not eating. That doesn't seem healthy, first of all. And then second of all, no water on the last day. He said all that he does is just put like a little drop of water in his mouth. Also crazy, I would be so thirsty. And then he says he runs in saunas. Saunas are already hard to breathe in. I don't think you know that. If you haven't been in a sauna, they're hard to breathe in. On top of that, running, terrible. Wrestling in a layer of clothes, and then all that week his skin dries out, mouth dry, and lips crack. That sounds terrible. All of that to go wrestle and compete, not calling you out, I think that's great, I love it. Um, but it's so, it's so crazy what athletes will do, Olympics will do, Olympic athletes will do to train to win a prize that's gonna fade away. As we see here, this is what Paul, ta- Paul is talking about in this right here. He continues on to say, so I run with a purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do, it, it, do what it should. And I wanna take a moment because, man, athletes train so hard. If we were training like that for Christ, how crazy would that be? Do you see, what he's, you see what he's saying here? Paul is saying, how crazy. All athletes are disciplined in their training, so I train that way. He trains that way because it's so hard. It's all that work is going into that. And he's like, if, man, if people, if athletes are training for something that's gonna fade away, why would I not train that way to live for Christ? Why would I not train that way to live for Christ? And so I love that parallel between the two verses of 25 and 27 because, man, I think that hits home. That's hard. And one of the other things that I think is, is hard for us is this idea of discipline, right? Discipline is hard. And what, what happens is, is we do this thing where we equate our discipline to our willpower. So we, the will, willpower, it literally means uh, the ability to control ourselves. And I don't know if you guys have seen that, that little cute video of the little kids where they're like sitting at a table and the, the adult comes in and they're like, hey, don't eat any of these like fun little candies that we have here. I'm gonna walk away and you don't eat any. And then you see the, the, the kids just like, oh, wait, playing with it. And then they're like, nope, I'm done. I'm just gonna eat as many as I possibly can. You know what I mean? And so that's like, that's our, that's our willpower. That's what we act on. That's what our discipline is. And so when you wake up in the morning and you're like, man, should I, should I read my Bible t- this morning or not? Or should I just 
Maybe I'll just go eat a bowl of cereal instead. Or like, you have this, this willpower issue where we're equating our discipline to how hard it is for ourselves to stay on track with that. And I think that's where we, we start to, to lose it a little bit, right? And so what I wanna take a minute to say here is that in Galatians 5.25, should be up on the screen. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And before this, Paul is talking about and says in verse 16, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And right in between all of that, he's talking about our fruits of the Spirit. Man, when we take purposeful steps every single day, like it says in verse 26, so I run with purpose like an athlete. I discipline my body like an athlete. That's why I run with purpose in every step. What Paul is talking about is, man, we equate that to, to discipline in our willpower, but what he's saying is, man, I walk purposefully every single day in the Lord, and what does the Lord give us? After all of those fruits of the Spirit are said, the last one is self-control. You see, I think we try so hard in our mind to focus and like, I have to get this done on my power alone, and that is not the case. That is not the case. You walk purposeful steps towards the Lord who gives you that fruit of the Spirit. So when we are walking in step with the Spirit, just as it says in Galatians 5.25. And I think that shocks us a little bit because we're like, we don't think that that's gonna be the case, but we aren't making those steps. We just try to continuously do it on our own power, and that's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Because in 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8, it also talks about, it says, rather train yourselves for godliness, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. We need to understand that our discipline is for winning the race of eternal prize, of an eternal prize. And our discipline is equated to willpower because we train so hard for things on this earth. We train so hard for our job. We train so hard for sports. We train so hard for these things. And then we go to God. Why would we not want God to flow through those things, starting from God, and then flow through us, and then train those things as God would? I think we miss that. I don't know if you guys like hiking. Um, I like hiking. I think some of the guys on here will kind of get mad at me because I didn't go on the last hiking trip that they went on, but it's fine. Um, with hiking, you're going on a, on a trail. Say you're by yourself. And I don't know if you know this, but when you're hiking, right, you're walking, you're usually looking down at the ground. But when you start to get tired, you start kind of slouching down, you're looking at other things, you're trying to look at the views, and then you trip over something, a stump, a rock, and you're like, man, who put that there, right? <laughs> Somebody get rid of that one. Uh, and then you keep walking, and then maybe you do it again, you're like, oh my gosh, am I just not picking up my feet? What's happening here, right? And I think it's funny looking at that, but that is how we walk in our, in our walks with Christ sometimes. We're, we're walking, and then we, we bump something, and we're like, oh man, there's that anxiety again. We walk some more, and like, oh man, there's that worry, and we start giving it focus, and we start looking at it. And I think so often, we do this, that we do this stuff alone. And we need to realize 
that when we're hiking and when we're walking, where are we paying attention? What are we paying attention to? Because like it says in here in verse 26 again, so I run with purpose in every step. It's not every couple. It's not after I walk a mile. Every step. Because what happens when you don't walk with purpose in every step, you trip up. And guess who's right there? The enemy is right there to attack you. It's crazy. It's crazy. And so I think oftentimes we think that we have to do this alone. A lot of times we we feel like we have to do this alone, but not only is God in it, but for our second point, we need to remember that we need to remain continual in community. And so whatever this looks like for you this summer as we go out into our different ways, remain continual in community. It is so important because in verse 24 and 25, let's read verse 24 and 25. Don't you realize that everyone in a race, every, don't you realize that in a race everyone runs? Everyone is running in the race, but only one person gets the prize to so run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training They do it to win a prize that will fade, but we do it for an eternal prize. Going back to the hiking analogy, because it's not over yet. (laughs) What's gonna happen is, now instead of walking alone, you're walking with people. Say that there's someone in front of you and there's someone behind you. The person in front of you is walking, they trip over it, and guess what they get to do? They turn around and they say, hey, watch out for that. Man, that is discipleship. That is mentoring people. That is walking in front of the person and saying, hey, listen, watch out for this. I already tripped over it. I've already stumbled over it. Don't miss that or miss that. I don't want you to to mess up like I did. There is encouragement in that. There is comfort in knowing that somebody else did it. You're not alone in it and they can encourage you in it. And guess what you get to do? Somebody encouraged you in that. You turn around and say, hey, watch out for that, right? There it is again. And I think we miss that purpose is that we feel like we're in it alone and we're walking and we're, we're hiking and we're doing the walk of, of in our faith alone. But man, do it with people around you that have been there, older. You can encourage younger people. Don't miss that. And same with, with um, Olympics. Olympic runners or, or marathons, like they have a team around them. And I've never run a... Uh, a marathon before, that sounds terrible. Um, I've never done that. I've done a 5K, turkey trot family all the way. Anybody else? Yeah, we got one, we got one, a couple. There we go, turkey trot families, come on. I just exposed myself, uh, so it is what it is. Uh, but as a, in running in a marathon, what I know about it, what I think I know about it, is that they have people that are, are pace setters, right? They have people that are holding up signs saying, or saying, we'll group up, we're running a nine minute pace for the entire marathon. And so what happens with that is running that pace, I have tried this before, running at a pace by yourself, it's mentally exhausting to constantly look at your watch, constantly look at whatever, and be like, oh man, I'm, I'm two seconds fast. Now I'm two seconds slow. I gotta go a little bit faster, I gotta slow down a little bit. That is mentally exhausting to do that on your own. And so what I want us to see and what community looks like is when you're running at that pace with other people, you're not running it alone. It says that in, in 24, that everyone is in a race. You can see them all around you. They're all, they all might be in a different race, but 
There's people around you to encourage you. There's people in front of you to, to encourage you to come with them and encourage you in new things as they're running an eight-minute pace. And there's people behind you to bring up and encourage you and to encourage them on their way up in their faith. And I don't want us to miss that because we act like we are all in it alone and that nobody else struggles. Can't tell you how many conversations I've had where it's like, oh man, you struggle with that too. That's so good. That's good. so good to know. We miss that and we, we play this mind game with ourselves, this willpower game where like, I'm the only one. I have to control this myself. I have to do it myself. But not only is God in it with us, and that we need to be disciplined in it at with God, but also disciplined in remaining continual in our community. And what it says here in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. And then in Matthew 18.20, it says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. And I don't want us to miss this because I know that a lot of us are going on different paths and a lot of us are on different paths. Find that community where you are. Get plugged in. If, you, if you've gone home for the summer the last four times and you haven't found a church, man, go home and I would encourage you to find a church back home. Invest in it this summer. Get plugged in with people because the last thing you wanna do is wherever you're at in life is to do it in isolation because isolation is where the enemy sits and he's there to attack you. Don't miss that. Remain in community wherever you are. And for the last point that I have today, remain continual in God's presence and under God's plan. Remain continual in God's presence and under God's plan. How easy it Easy is it for us to step outside of God's plan. We're walking on the path and you choose to go this way instead. And when you're hiking, there's already a path there. Why would you not walk on it? We choose to go off on this harder path where now we're having to cut through weeds, maybe you got poison ivy, it's rough. And then we have to find ourselves back on that path again. Verse 25, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 25, it says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade, but we, we do it for an eternal prize. This is God's plan. We do it for an eternal prize, and I don't want us to miss that. I think so oftentimes we tell ourselves, and we have this mindset where like, my plan's better, God. My plan's better. I know that there's these different things um, going on, but I know that I wanna do this, and that's better than whatever you might have for me, and we know that that's not true. We exhaust ourselves to no end, over and over again, to try and run and be ahead of what God is doing, but God already knows. So stop exhausting yourself if you're sitting there like I was on the table freaking out that I'm, I have to take this test that I don't know what it's for or what to do. And wherever you're at in life, maybe you're stressed out about going to do um, something for the summer or you haven't found that internship again or you're looking for a job or you're going back home with family and family's hard. 
Lean into it. Lean into God. Don't worry about so far in advance when you can stand right here in God's presence. Galatians 5, 7. This one, this one was hard to read. Paul says, you are running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? And I think a lot of us are sitting here right now and be like, okay, who, which one of my friends is coming at me? Which one of my friends is keeping me from obeying the truth? Which also might be true. But what I also don't want us to miss is that who is oftentimes us. That who is oftentimes us, because just like we go back to that discipline, that willpower, we try to do it on our own, and we get in the way of ourselves from obeying the truth. We get in our way so often from the minute we make, wake up to the minute we fall asleep, we get in our way. Man, would you pray just to ask God to step, step you aside and sit in his presence and under his plan? When it comes to training and being in God's presence and under his plan, that has to be first. That has to be first. Otherwise, we're gonna continue to be exhausted. Proverbs 16.3. It says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. You know what it doesn't say? It doesn't say, commit your work to how you want to feel. It doesn't say, commit your work to what you can gain from it. It doesn't say, commit your work to laziness. It says, commit your work to the Lord. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established and we get so exhausted from running this race the wrong direction because we step out of his plan. Are you running like you are winning the eternal prize? Are you running for the prize that perishes? Which one are you doing tonight? And all three of these points are to encourage you that, man, if we stay in God's presence, it's good. If we're disciplined and we, we step in line with the Spirit, God's gonna give us the fruit of the Spirit to go on with our day. Man, if we try to do it alone, it sucks. It's hard. Do it with people around you to encourage you and build you up. Maybe you're in here tonight, and I'm gonna read Hebrews 12, 12, one through two. Maybe you're in here tonight and you're tired of running the race. Things are hard, it's the same things over and over again at your job. You don't feel like what you're doing is, is good enough. Hebrews 12, one through two says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, lay, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Before I get to verse two, man, would you be disciplined? Would you remain 
continual in being disciplined? Would you remain continual in your community? Would you remain continual in his presence, always looking to Jesus? Because in verse two, it says, looking to Jesus, lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, let us run the endurance, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Man, how sweet. How sweet we have endurance because we have a God who sent his son Jesus to die on a cross to take every weight and every sin which clings so closely so that we can run with endurance. But we miss it. We miss that by all the other stuff that we think is more important, by all the other stress, by all the other anxiety, the worry, the frustrations. When we look to Jesus, look to Jesus in, in whatever moment you have going forward as an encouragement to this summer, look to Jesus who has taken all the weight and all the sin away from us already. All the stuff that we are, we constantly worry about and we're constantly in, man, give it to Jesus. 